0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Quantum Heart Cafe, and I hope everyone has had a wonderful week and weekend, and I know I've been away a little bit, I was on a vacation, I I know I haven't posted uh, a show in about a week or so. I went to a really beautiful place in BC, it's like as close as you could get to a desert, uh, it's called Asoyas, and it was beautiful, wonderful place to be, and so I was there for the last little bit. So I know I haven't been posting anything, um, but I am back with a new series. And before I get into the book, I just want to give a little bit of an introduction for the podcast. So this is the Quantum Heart Cafe. And it's a podcast I I started because I wanted to talk about current events, but the current events that we're not really being exposed to over the mainstream media or anything like that. But they're really important like the the whole rollout of uh token economics web three the spatial web um emergence, and I know all these things you're just like, why what does this mean? well, I'm gonna be talking about that over the next little while um you know I'm gonna be introducing books and uh authors that talk about these subjects as well as um there's someone's researcher, her name's Alison McDowell, and she's a really amazing researcher, and she's done a, a wonderful job of um, kind of taking a, a deep dive into what's going, like the rollout of all this, or the rollout of the Web3 and uh, smart contracts and human capital management and what all these me- this means. And I know in those terms, are that's a lot of terms that you might not be familiar with, especially when you're just kinda of tuning in, so um those are the current events I'm talking about and they're the ones that people aren't really aware of, but they're really important because they're gonna shape or there's certain elements in society that are trying to shape uh life on Earth in sort of like a cybernetic human plus or such or say life plus because it isn't just humans. Uh, and they're trying to uh, shape that into sort of like this weird hybrid between the natural and and organic life on Earth, and and probably I mean if they, I mean their ambition is pretty big, so I'm I'm sure they're looking at the cosmos too. Um, but this this emergence of organic life with uh, synthetic life with like the nano. Part of nano robots and um, all these other synthetic materials to create this weird hybrid type cybernetic system with you know organic and the techno techno coming together kind of. So that's what this show is about, but it's also about spirituality um, and and love and gratitude because you know I don't think things need to go down. That road, I think that we can make a choice, and you know, part of you know, someone, another really cool guy, his name is Jason uh, Jason Bosch. He has a a podcast and a YouTube channel called August Fest or August Fest, sorry. And he, um, you know, he always says that part of figuring out the solution is understanding the problem, and so that's where I hope this podcast can be a resource for people who you know, as these things kind of start rolling out, you may see these terms more and you'd be like, what does this mean? What does token economics mean? What does emergence mean? What does, what does this stuff mean? And then you can like come here and listen to a show on a, on a book series I did. Or, you know, if you see a book that I'm talking about and you're like, oh, I wonder what that's all about. And then you encourage you, because I try to encourage people to read as much as possible because there's just something about reading And reflecting on what you're learning that you may not necessarily get with just digital media. Like, digital media has its place, but I think print media, there's something really wonderful about print media because it can, it gives something that, um, sort of missing in print. And I think that's the reflection and, like, the self, or self-reflection and so on. Um, so that's where I created this podcast and... You know, I also, I love coffee shops and I thought that maybe I'd kind of create like this cafe type space where I talk about books and reading and as well as spirituality and so on. So I hope you get a lot uh, out of reading or listening to these shows and I encourage you to read the books that I'm talking about and before I really start getting into uh, the show, I also like talking about uh, gratitude and so I want to give... a moment of gratitude for just being able to go to a a beautiful place like a so like, it's one thing I was just so grateful to be able to see the night sky without all the lights and seeing all the stars and stuff. And then listening to the frogs singing their songs at night and without horns and people yelling and stuff like that. It was just beautiful. So I, I appreciate having that little bit of a, of a retreat for the last couple of days. It it was really nice. And and with that all being said, so let's get into this new book series I'm going to be talking about, which is uh, based on the book called Emergence by Stephen Johnson. And I'm going to get more into Stephen Johnson, the author of the book, as we kind of go through the shows. I'm not going to be able to finish the whole book today because there's quite a bit of information but what I am going to do is go over the first part of the book and it's on uh something called uh slime mold <laughs> and you're just like what what's slime mold well slime mold cells so they're not really it's not really a fungus it's not really a bacteria but it's kind of this self-organizing uh organism <laughs> is, uh, that can it doesn't have a central nervous system but it has intelligence all on its own and all of its own and that's going to become really important as I talk about the book throughout this today's show. So I'm just going to be doing the part one on that and the next show I'm going to be talking about um, like Manchester and how because the whole theme of this book is something called emergence and emergence is really important because when uh, about a month or so ago, I talked about a book called *The World Sensorium*, and it's a book by Oliver L. Riser. You could check it out. It's in, um, and if you just type in the 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 name Oliver or World Sensorium, you'll see that. But that's a really important book because there's this drive in certain, like this this energy, this predatory energy that is driven to place itself between us and kind of the net uh, us and our uh, creator whatever form the creator takes for you and um and it's expressing itself through people through ideas through this desire to create a cybernetic system and where you know ai uh, artificial intelligence and data and so on, uh, manages life on earth. Like cause it's not just people, but it's the natural environment as well. And part of the, the reasoning behind that is that there are certain people that want to create something called a, a world brain. And I know that sounds like a little science fiction, but this was in the book. It was in the world sensorium where this Oliver L. Reiser, who is a scientific humanist, was serious about um, this sort of world being or this world brain emerging out of collective human uh, consciousness and wanting to socially evolve humanity to the point where this emergent brain uh, comes into being. And so he wore. He used the word emergence a lot, and so when I was I was at a used bookstore and I was looking for a different book, uh, and then I saw this one on, on the shelf, and it, it immediately jumped out to me because of the word emergence. I'm just like, oh, okay. So I took it home. I didn't read it right away because I was just starting The World, Worlds in Collision by Emmanuel, Lukoski. I did that uh, throughout the month of March, and uh, April. Um, which is kind of about something different. But anyway, so I didn't get a chance to read it until about a week and a half ago. And immediately when I read it, Stephen Johnson starts talking about something called slime mold. And I've been following um, a really gifted researcher. Her name is Allison McDowell, and she's done a wonderful job of researching. And I'll, I'll put a link to her uh, blog, wrench the Gears, and her uh, YouTube channel where she has a lot of really good and important uh, presentations on uh, a lot of what's going on if you want to learn for, learn more and she had one post about slime mold and how slime mold is often used as a a model for group like group consciousness and how to uh, coordinate group behavior um, and kind of have these this emergent or what I'll, I'm gonna call it artificial emergence, and I'm, I'm borrowing that from another uh, lady, Lorraine Davidson. Uh, she wrote a because Allison has the letters to the lab to the labyrinth uh, series, and so of which you can also check out on her blog, where people submit letters from kind of their where they're living and and sharing what's going on in terms of maybe like the the smart city infrastructure being put into their place or what they're doing in schools with all this edutech stuff. So there's people that, from all walks of life, sharing what's going on in their own community through these letters. And so Lorraine Davidson uh, wrote a really good letter also about uh, morphic morphic genesis. And uh, she used the word artificial Emergence. So, I'm going to borrow that. So, when you hear artificial emergence, that's like the emergence that the um, cybernetic uh, society wants to create. Because there is a natural emergence which comes from our relationship with the creator. And that's not what I'm going to be talking about throughout this series. I'm talking mostly about the artificial stuff that they want to uh, create. So, I'm going to be referring to the artificial intelligence throughout the show um so to to, to begin the book that's when he he started talking about the slime mold cells because and Alison McDowell had a a really good post on slime mold so when i started reading that i was just like oh okay so this is important it's like one of those synchronicities from the creator that says i need to look at this i'm like okay so I started reading it and I started reading and learning more about slime mold cells. And so that's what I'm going to be going over today because slime mold, as well as ants and other kind of colony um, termites and anything that any species that has sort of a colony hive-like be- behavior, the cybernetic, um, you know, this predatory energy and the, the people and scientists and so on that are either knowingly or unknowingly supporting this, this energy, um, they're really fascinated about this stuff because they feel like they can then create what they learn from those, uh, species they can apply to humanity or to human beings and to life in general, which would then enable them to create that emergence, that, that world brain down the road so this, it all kind of ties in together, so, okay, so back in August 2000, um, J- a Japanese scientist trained slime mold cells to, or slime mold to find the shortest shorter sprout in a, in the maze, and the scientist is called, uh, Tashiyuki Nek- Nekagaki, I hope I said that right, I'm so bad with, like, um, uh, I'm so bad with pronouncing names, so Apologies if I got that wrong. Uh, so Tush- Tasha Yuki uh, placed food at two exits. And, you know, the slime molds, like, the one of the reasons why they're so interested in the slime mold is because it doesn't have a centralized brain. So even without the centralized brain, the slime mold was able to find the food and also solve the puzzle in an efficient way. And this really fascinated. It's continued to fascinate scientists, like, the, stud- the scientists have been studying slime mold a lot longer than the year 2000 like the their obsession with with uh, slime mold started really it was really back in the 60s uh when a scientist named Evelyn uh, Keller she started uh, studying slime mold and uh Keller she's a physicist who wrote her dissertation on Uh, molecular biology and the topic of non-equilibrium non-equilibrium thermodynamics and I'll explore that at a different um on a different show but if anyone's interested if that's kind of piqued your interest that and you want to look into more about non-equilibrium thermodynamics then I encourage you to do so like if there's anything that I say or share on the show that you're think is like oh that's kind of interesting like I encourage you to like go and look it up do participate do some of your own research uh okay so keller she was also associated with the Keter manhattan uh institute which is does a lot of research into cancer and and like and biology and stuff so she was involved with that organization for a little while because she's a she's used to and what she did was she used her mathematics her uh, background in mathematics to solve uh, biological problems, because she thought that math was useful for understanding li- living systems, and she also worked for MIT for, uh, or she was also associated with MIT. And then um, in 1968, uh, Keller met a guy named Lee Sie- Lee Siegel, and he's he does similar. Work. he's also a scientist and so it was it was Lee that shared uh, with Keller his bizarre slime mold cells or slime mold so ever since that they started doing uh, research together on slime mold and, and learning more about their or yeah learning more about that and sharing their findings with other uh, scientists and their research has gone into has been influential in, in areas like neuroscience and urban planning and then, and, a, and as well as software design. So it's not, you know, it's not like their the research has been, has been relegated to some like obscure corner in a, in a back room somewhere. It's been very influential in how, uh, you know, these forces has, have been shaping society. Cause it's not new. Like this stuff has been around for a while now. Um, and it's, but it's been, the slime mold and the research into slime mold has been very important in understanding, like, complex adaptive systems, as well as understanding uh, emergence and how to create that emergence in human society, like, whether it's in a city or in a piece of software, uh, so it's, like, the, the stuff that, the work has, that's been done with slime mold is very important, um. Okay, so they both began investigating slime mold and their findings helped uh, scientists better understand, like I said, urban design, uh, neuroscience, and digital uh, software engineering. And so slime mold is found in most moist and damp areas like the forest floor. And it's unique because um, when it's moist and wet and there's food around, well, What'll happen is that individual slime mold cells, they'll come together and they'll form into one organism. It's kind of like, I don't know if anyone's seen that horror movie, The the Blob. It, and you know how in the movie, the blob kind of absorbs everybody into it eventually. So it starts off as this little cell or a little blob thing and then eventually it grows and they have to kill it with like nitrogen or something. So it's kind of like that although I'm not saying that slime mold is dangerous but I'm just saying that when it find when an individual slime mold finds food other individual slime mold cells will come will find that one and then they'll start to merge into a single uh, a larger organism and it's this behavior of individuals being able to merge into one organized or one organism that scientists are really interested in um and then once the area like once the forest floor is damp or dry or the food runs out the organ like the bigger organism uh it disperses so the individual uh, slime mold cells that made up this uh larger organism they disperse and then they go their separate ways so it almost like you know, he was saying in the book, Stevens. um, it's almost like if you aren't watching, it's almost like the slime mold appears and disappears. And that's what kind of, um, gives the slime mold cells. Like that's what, that's one of the reasons why people or scientists are fascinated with it. Um, and then scientists, uh, study how the individual slime mold cells assemble into these organisms, um, or into the larger organisms, I should say. Uh, so slime mold, so each slime mold cell emits a substance called arcris and it could be what is at the heart of the creature's ability to assemble into a whole organism. And it's kind of like, um... I'm just going to look it up because I had it on Wikipedia. I did look it up on Wikipedia what this acrosin is. And it's a chemical messenger um, that the... So it's a chemical messenger that these individual mold cymbals, mold cells will emit. It's also called... It also has another name. It's called uh, cyclic AMP, so if you hear me talk about cyclic AMP, it, it, it's all, it's the same as saying Acresin. Um, And so these chemical signals will, um, you know, they'll communicate to the other neighboring individual slime mold cells that, hey, there's food here, and then that's when they'll all start to com- like come together and form that big, that bigger organism. And what's interesting is that there's a little bit of a. I don't know if it's supposed to be esoteric, but there's a little bit of a spiritual meaning with that name, Acreson. So it's named after Acresia, Acresia, or, uh, yeah, Acresia, from Edmund Spencer's uh, Fae Queen, who seduces men against their will. And transformed them into a beast. Um, so they that's what they name this chemical messenger after. And then uh, acrosin also has its uh, ancestry, um, or it's, it has. It's also related to a, a Greek play called Akrasia. and that means the loss of free will. <laughs> so there's a little bit of like a Again, there's not you know there there is a little bit of like a spiritual or esoteric symbolism into a lot of the names and stuff that they use for uh, in their research. So that's you know the accrescent like it has you know a little bit of a tie in with myth mythological stories like the fae queen like fae or Faye's another way to say fairies, um, and then. You know, also having it related to the loss of free will. So, I mean, I don't know if individual cell Like, we're projecting our own intelligence onto these beings and thinking that they're like us and thinking that they lose, like, free will. Or, you know, they're, they're just different beings. Like, they're not... Anyway, it's like we keep projecting ourselves onto other life forms when... They have an intelligence of their own. <laughs> you know, like, who's who said that the individuals lose free will? Like, we don't know that. We're not slime mold cells. We're only just observing it. Uh, okay. Uh, and then, at one point, um, it was thought by scientists that there, like, they thought that maybe there was, like, an elite within the slime mold cells that scientists thought that there was an elite like pacemaker cell like Stephen calls it a pacemaker cell but it's like an elite cell that sort of takes on a leadership role or like they're the the best of the best type thing and they they're the ones that send out the chemical messenger to the other slime mold cells that say hey we need to assemble, there's food so it was thought that there was um these pacemaker cells or elite cells, and um and it turns out you know Keller and Siegel weren't able to find these pacemaker cells and then Stephen makes the argument that it's just human beings that want to look for these elite cells or these pacemaker cells. He argues that emergence happens on its own, and well. Yes, I think natural natural emergence happens on its own. You know, the emergence that we, we get like through paying attention to synchronicity or um, through through interacting with each other. But that comes from the creator. Like, there's a natural emergence that comes from just life interacting with its with other life and so on and then there's this predatory artificial emergence that wants to assert itself and so within artificial emergence yes there are pacemaker cells there are people and like agents and organizations and so on that are placed in these art- in this artificial emergence that is tasked like with creating this cybernetic system Like that's whose purpose is to uh, stimulate and guide people towards this, the emergence of this world brain or towards, you know, the air quote, perfect city or these smart city, you know, like there's this, this, there are people placed in certain communities, whether it's online through social media or somewhere else that are there to Um, you know, attract people, like think of a fault of a social influencer, you know, we got to be careful with these social influencers, you know, like, it's not all what people think it is. And so you have these, you know, if you think of an influencer, like a slime mold cell, but like the pacemaker cell, who is placed in a system, whether they know it or not, I mean, they might not know it, they might not be aware of it. Um, but they maybe, but maybe it's their viewpoint, maybe it's their set of values that they're uh, extolling on social media. Maybe it's it's something that the system finds useful, and so you know they'll allow it. And so, and then this influencer, almost like a, they have their own chemical messengers, will put out a, a video or put out something that attracts a, a wide audience. And then it almost becomes like this organism, in a way, like this digital organism. And then the influencer can then steer and stimulate people to go in the direction that the system wants, if that makes sense. So that's where understanding emergence and complex adaptive systems is really important for me, because that I could kind of see, like I... I left most of my social media platforms and I'm, I'm really happy that I'm not on them anymore. Um, and I'd encourage people to, you know, you do what you want. Just please be careful when you're on these platforms and these sites because and when you're following an influencer, like I'm not an influencer, I'm just like reading books and stuff. But if there is someone that you really follow and like, just please be careful like that. They could be steering you or steering someone in a certain direction you really don't know. And so critical thinking and, you know, taking a pause and a break to reflect on what you're listening to and so on is really important with a lot of this stuff. So because, you know, influencer, like again, like I said, influencers, whether they know it or not, can be a useful tool for a cybernetic system because then they can be used, an influencer can be used to gather all these people and then the system or whoever can then guide and direct them towards this cybernetic or world brain type being that they, that wants to, that's trying to manifest itself. So that's where, that's why, you know, I'm talking about this book and starting this book series cause I, I feel it's really important and I feel it's really important to, and I think it's really important to sort of try and be aware of what, what it is we're watching and listening to as we interact with these digital, uh, platforms. Um, And there's more on the slime mold cells, so what's really interesting is that um, another a contemporary of Keller, his name is Mitch, Mitch uh, Resnick, and I'm going to be talking about more about Mitch's work in a little bit, not right away, but this is kind of an introduction to him. And he created a simulation game where students can learn more about complex adaptive systems by um, manipulating... Uh, symbols on a computer, um, or sorry, manip- not symbols. Sorry, they were manipulating. It was like an artificial emergence simulation. So they had artif- artificial slime mold cells in this program, and students could learn how learn about these complex adaptive systems by manipulating uh, the variables in the game. So it'd be like how much a cyclic AMP a slime mold cell is emerging or is emitting to the other, um, to attract other slime mold cells or how long, like, or how long that cyclic AMP stays because how long the chemical messenger is in the atmosphere also plays a role in how, um, in, in like attracting more of the neighboring slime molds, uh, as well as how many slime molds there are in the simulation, like more, more slime mold cells or less slime mold cells. And so changing those variables is what changed a lot of, or what would kind of determine a lot of the um, emergent behavior that then they would collect data on. And this game has also, or the simulation has also influenced a lot of early early games. And one of them being the SimCity, uh, SimCity 2000 games and these sim simulation games that are really popular, so <clears throat> so it's just an example of a complex and adaptive system, as the, like the mold cells, and I'm just going to share a little bit um, of the characteristics that make up uh, emergence or sorry artificial emergence on complex adaptive systems. So so they. They share some things in common. Uh, They solve problems by drawing on masses of simple elements rather than relying on an intelligent elite. Again, that would be true if it's natural emergence, but we aren't dealing with natural emergence. We're dealing with an artificial emergence. So, yes, there are elite, so-called elite Seinwald cells or pacemaker cells operating in the background, whether they know it or not. Um, And then in these systems, the so-called lower-level scale, so the individual, um, they call them agents or cells or individual people, uh, they can organize and create a higher-level intelligence or consciousness. This is what Stephen refers to when he talks about emergence. Um, And then the system has complex behavior, if there are multiple agents uh, dynamically interacting in multiple ways uh, and following local rules and they are oblivious to any high-level instruction. So the agents create um, a macro behavior as a result of their interactions, and this is called emergent. So let's say in a city or on a city block or something, You have individual people interacting with each other well over time and as there's more and more people uh those individual interactions would culminate culminate into a macro behavior or kind of like a big picture patterns that would uh, create like a that would turn that street into almost like a, a a living street if that makes sense um and then for a system or for a complex system to be considered adaptive, that mac- that macro like higher level behavior uh, needs to benefit the system in some way and needs to help the system adapt to changes in the environment. Um, and the, the dynamic these dynamic, complex <laughs> adaptive systems, Uh, they form patterns of both time and space. So it's over time, but also interacting in a space that creates these higher level emergent uh, behaviors. Um, Yeah. So, and then just to conclude this part of the book, uh, this section of the book, sorry. Um, So, emergence I mean they've been studying emergence scientists have been studying emergence for a while now and um, you know before you know back in the day it was studying how emergent behavior like what it was and how it worked and then that led to the creation of these institutes like the Santa Fe Institute which specializes in studying emergent behavior and then once these institutions and once it's once the study of emergence or complex adaptive systems, they're both the same. Uh, they're both the same term. They're just kind of I'll be interchanging them throughout the show. Uh, so once that was established, so now you had people starting to build artificial emergence into society. And so that would be that they start off first, you know, like video games is an example, software is an example, urban design is an example, music, art, and so on. So they've been starting to, you know, around the 90s or so, that's when they really started to, and maybe even the 80s, that's when they really started to build I create artificial emergent systems, and now, with the rollout or with the attempted rollout of web three and the spatial web and so on, now they want to create a society built on based on artificial emergence based on cybernetics. so now they want to take it to a whole other level <laughs> so and this is why I'm reading this book because I want to understand this stuff so that you know I can start saying no thank you and, and having these important conversations uh and then yeah and then just to, uh, the last couple of sections of today's show is just kind of a summary of what steven talked about how um you know this because he also does talk about how you know there's this push towards like a arti- more artificial emergence in society and how um, you know a lot of ga- video games and simulations and so on that we have now came out of the research uh, into slime mold. So that's really important. And another, really a- another species that has been studied heavily and um, has been used as an exa- another example of. Uh, complex adaptive systems as ants and I'm going to talk about that more so in the next episode when I talk about uh, like ants in Manchester as in Manchester uh, England and kind of how <clears throat> urban design and street design have also been using uh, or utilizing information about complex adaptive systems to create like things like smart cities and and so on. So that'll be for the next show because I'm gonna gonna leave it here because it's already kind of starting to get long. Because again, each section has so much information in it, and I hope you all got some important information out of here. And I'll maybe what I'll do is also I'll post a link to Allison's um uh her blog on slime mold. So if you want to learn more about the slime mold cells uh, you can, you could check out her work as well. It's very good stuff. So, um, I'm going to leave that here for today. And I want to thank everybody for coming out to, uh, the, you know, quantum Heart cafe cafe. Oh, and I forgot. I, I had a cup of coffee before today's show. It's the store-bought stuff. <laughs> Cause I, I didn't, haven't had a chance to get out to the independent coffee shops. And I wanted to bring some coffee back from Asoya's, but I just forgot. So, you know, I'm hoping to go on more road trips over the summer. So maybe that's something that will be kind of neat is not only recording my shows in different parts of uh, Canada or something, but also, you know, buying coffee from other uh, communities and kind of sharing that a little bit on the podcast. Anyway, so please look after yourselves and thank you for coming stopping by the show and have a blessed and heartfelt week okay bye bye